well, Eric summed up the night pretty well here. NBA DFS is so incredibly painful, man. Two best plays this late, and I agree. Uh, Bruce Brown, injured right away. Massive blowout. Nas Reed, two quick ones. Massive blowout. Doesn't even touch the court in the second half. It's a painful game that we play. It's a very, very painful game that we play, guys. But all I can say is, thankfully, the Sumner Slappies were punished, right? 50-plus percent off the bench, people fall asleep at the wheel, and they finally don't get rewarded. Um, but... Yeah, I didn't cash tonight. I, I, my favorite tournament play of the slate was Nikola Vucevic. He absolutely smashed. But um, I played, it was so dumb because, like, I was looking everywhere for Ben Simmons news. Right. It's Ben Simmons on a limit. It's Ben Simmons on a limit. I'm asking beat writers, nothing. I rolled the dice on Ben Simmons, plays 20 minutes. It's like, just tell us he's on a limit, man. I, I was really upset about that. Like, I just don't understand how we don't get that news, right? Like, how do we not get that? So, um, yeah. Hit on low on Vooch, who absolutely broke the slate, but just didn't matter uh, because I had Ben Simmons in my lineup. So that was a little bit frustrating for sure. But that's kind of the recap of everything. Prize picks, looking like I'm going to go four for five on Patreon, or four and one overall. So, so looking good there. Uh, did miss both the uh, both the YouTube picks. We'll, recover, we'll recap that in my prize picks video. But got a bit unlucky, definitely with the Booker one. He played like 24 minutes and had six assists. So I don't regret that play whatsoever, but... Um, yeah, that is that. As you guys know, most nights will end in severe pain in NBA DFS. And once again, it did uh, tonight for myself. Um, but yeah, I mentioned prize picks. So they are the sponsor. If you are a first time user, you can use the code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100. I have daily videos also talking about some picks that I like. So again, link is down below. Take advantage of that free money though. 100% match up to $100, $300 to play with on the site if you do use my code. Okay, so let's start with Detroit and Cleveland. So on the Detroit side, it's a really tough matchup. There's nothing that really stands out to me here. I think like any of these main seven guys are like playable contrarian plays, but I'm not going to go out of my way to play any of these guys. McDonough should see mid-30s minutes if the game stays competitive. That's kind of a big if against this Cleveland team. Cleveland's solid. Sneak Bay most likely sees around 30 minutes. He's been playing relatively well of late. Ivy should start, should see, you know, high 20s minutes. Stewart and Durange should see like 28 to 30 minutes each. Killen Hayes played a lot more last game because Alec Burks barely played. I think Burks still has a bit of foul trouble and just struggled shooting the ball. So there's just, there's nothing here. If you want to like use one of these guys as last man in, uh, you know, contrarian play, you can in your lineup, but yeah, there's, there's nothing I'm, I'm looking to really on the Pistons side. Now, on the Cavs side, I like the main four guys, Mitchell, Garland, Mobley, and Allen. Uh, Mitchell still feels too cheap to me. It was super, super tilting the last late. I had his over 38.5 fantasy score. Was easily going to hit. Massive blowout, right? Oh, and one other thing, too. Guys, people are always like, oh, uh, it's, it's blowouts happen all the time. It's like, okay, if, if you want to say that a blower, that wasn't random. Again, these are, these are the rules in the channel. If you want to say that a blowout was not random, produce your ticket. Show me the ticket, right? Produce your ticket, your spread ticket. So like the last, uh, 
last game I was tilting, I, I forget what the blowout was, but it was like a three-point spread. So I was like, oh, that, that wasn't random. Okay, produce your ticket. If you can produce a ticket, then that's fine. Then I'll allow it. Then I'll, then I'll allow it that you can say it's not random. You cannot say that if you do not have your ticket, right? And those are the rules. So you have the ticket, the spread ticket. Okay, you can say, you can say whatever you want. If you cannot produce a ticket and the game's like a two to three, four point spread and the game blows out, you cannot say it's random. Those are just the rules. I didn't make them. I didn't make them. Those are the rules. All right, but uh, yeah, so that, that again, that really tilts me. I missed by like a couple points, Mitchell, that uh, last game. But I think Mitchell Garland, Mobley, Allen all look relatively good. Um, again, I like the matchup. The only concern is can the Pistons keep this game competitive? Lavert will play off the bench, should see mid 20s minutes. Mm. Rubio, I don't hate as a punt play. I think we see around 20 minutes from him. With Lavert back, Chetty doesn't see as much run, so probably can't go to him. Okoro's been playing well uh, for what it's worth. He's relatively cheap. If you want to play Okoro, Okay, um, he's been shooting really well, though. Five of five, seven of nine, and four of six over the last three games. Like, I don't think we can continue to expect a quarter to shoot like 80% from the field. So I would be a little bit careful. Charlotte, Washington. So this game looks pretty appealing to me. I like Lamella Ball in both formats at 10.1. He's going to play close to 40 minutes in a competitive game. He's their clear go-to guy, and he has a very high floor, high ceiling because he just stuffs the stat sheet. So I like Lamella a good amount. Rougier at 7.7, seven, more of your contrarian play. He's a fine pivot off Lamello Ball. Um, I think Lamella Ball will be relatively popular tomorrow. And if you wanted to go to a lower-owned Rogier, uh, I think that's okay. Maybe Lamello gets in foul trouble, which he he is prone to foul trouble. So possible Lamello could lose some minutes due to foul trouble. The front court and Plumlee and Washington are kind of just fine. I think I'd slightly prefer Plumlee to Washington, but neither of those guys are priorities. I'll mention Gordon Hayward. He got his minutes restriction lifted finally last game, played 31 minutes. It was awful, one for 10 fancy points. But a sub-5K Gordon Hayward that should play low 30s minutes against Washington, like, eh, that is a little bit appealing to me. Um, Dennis Petrino played the backup point guard. He's 3.6. He's fine. We'll probably find better value, though. If you want to mess with the backup center, that's fine. Um, you know, I remember everyone was saying, oh, it's, it's always Mark Williams. It's always Mark Williams, bro. Oh, really? It was Nick Richards two games ago. That's what I'll say. Why couldn't it have been Nick Richards, like, three games ago when everyone played chalk Mark Williams off the bench? It was, oh, I was just so frustrated about that. But, yeah, everyone told me, this is Mark Williams' shop. Nick Richards literally played the backup five two games ago. So, no, that is incorrect. All right, Washington, who's Mumbeal? This is huge news, right? If they're both out, I really like Porzingis at 9-6. Should be able to feast against the Charlotte Hornets front court. And then this kind of everyone else looks better. I don't care what happened last game. They got massively blown out. But Denny and Gafford should play more. Uh, the group of guards of Morris, DeLon Wright, and uh, Kendrick Nunn should all play more. Four. 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 If Kuzma and Beal are both in, um, I think it would mainly be the top-end guys. I mean, I think you could still have a little bit of interest in Denny, a little bit of interest in Gafford, but I think I'd be main looking to Kuzma and Beal. Then I'd want to see if there's any sort of a limit on either of them. Philadelphia, Boston. Embiid's been questionable for 27 straight games. He's going to play. Um, I think Embiid and Harden are fine GBP plays. I wouldn't call either priorities, and there's really no one else I'm looking to. I guess 5.6K for Tobias Harris is relatively cheap for him. Maxi been playing off the bench, but... The minutes haven't been amazing on him. He's been very up and down. Melton's starting, but like 
minutes, usually only like low 20s. I just, eh, it's just not, not much here for me. On the Boston side, so you got Jalen Brown back, Marcus Martisaw, Robert Williams is probable. So not much here on the Boston side either. If you want to get to Tatum or Brown as contrarian play, that's doable. Derek White hit a massive game last game, but now Jalen Brown's back. So both White and Brogdon feel a little pricey. I mean, Rob Williams, if he can stay out of foul trouble, I like his ceiling. But assuming Embiid plays, which I think he does, there's obviously some foul risk. Uh, I don't think we can get to Sam Hauser, who did not play the previous game and then played 31 minutes. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of it for Boston. Indiana, Miami, tough spot here for the Pacers. Not a ton that really stands out to me. Alberton, Turner, Buddy Heald. You want to look to those guys as one-off contrarian plays in tournaments, be my guess. But price points plus matchup, kind of hard to go there. Um, Naismith, we talk about this too. When no one plays on the early slate, he finally comes back down to earth. But when the slappies chase, he can't miss from three. It's just like so typical. No one plays the early slate and he busts. Goes for eight fans. Like that couldn't have happened when he was extremely overowned back to back main slates. No. No. So like, oh, mad about that. Daniel Tyson seen the backup five run. I don't think it's necessary, but I did want to mention that. Miami. So here's the thing with Miami. They're really shorthanded. Gabe Vincent expected to play. No Oladipo, no Lowry. So the starting lineup should be Vincent. Hero, Jimmy, Martin, Bam. That's the starting five. You're going to see Struess play pretty big minutes off the bench. That's six. You're going to see Highsmith play some minutes off the bench at seven. And you're going to see one of like Haslam or Jamal Kane or whoever, or I guess Orlando Robinson. So Orlando Robinson will probably play the backup five. And, and that'll be eight. So I think they're going to run an eight-man rotation. I don't think we're going to see Haslam or Jamal Kane touch the court. So you're just going to see a lot of minutes for the main guys if the game can stay competitive. So... I think all three of Jimmy, Bam, and Hero are, are solid options. You know, Bam pushing 9K, don't love the price point on him. 8.1K for Jimmy, though, feels like a decent price. And 7.5 for Hero, I'm still fine with as well. I think my favorite play would be Gabe Vincent, though. Assuming he continues to start, he shot really bad last game, but um, does have the shooting guard eligibility, should play 30-plus minutes. I like him a good amount. Um, Martin at 4.8, I mean, he'll play probably around 30 minutes. He's fine, too. And then Max Struess should play solid minutes off the bench, play 24 off the bench. He's relatively scoring dependent, but is cheap and does have a nice eligibility with the shooting guard small forward. San Antonio, Toronto kind of comes down to Keldon Johnson and Trey Jones for me. They're both questionable. If they're both in, I don't think there's a, a ton that stands out to me. If they're both out, then we'll, we should get the similar starting lineup for the Spurs of Richardson at the point, Branham at the two. Um, well, Keldon, if he plays, would be at the three, then Bates, Diap, then Pirtle. If Keldon's out, I don't know, they'll probably start one of, like, McDermott or Stanley Johnson there. So we'll see. Like, the Spurs could be relatively short-handed if both those guys are out. Um, but, yeah, so if they're both in, I think Keldon, Trey Jones, Pirtle would probably be the main guys they'll look to. I guess Bates Diap would be fine assuming he continues to start. But, yeah, if they're both out, then then things change a bit. Then I think Richardson at 5-6 is a reasonable play. He should play 30-plus minutes as the point guard. Branham uh, is blowout-proof. He'll play either way. Um, Jakob Pertl, you know, does have a ceiling, a little revenge game narrative, played 30 minutes last game. So there would be some interesting plays here on the Spurs if all those guys are out. Collins played the backup five. The Giga Chalk, Stanley Johnson slappies were punished. That made no sense to me last slate. So thankfully, they did not get rewarded. But uh, yeah, let's move on to Toronto. So Toronto, I like the spot for them, but I don't love the price points. 9-4 for Siakam, 9.1 for Van Fleet, and 8K for Scotty Barnes. 
Like the positives, they're going to play a ton, but I don't love the price points on any of these guys. Um, Gary Trent Jr. is still reasonable price, reasonably priced at 6.1, but he can still hurt you like last game. If he does not make his shots, he has a relatively low floor. Achua, pretty safe, should play around 30 minutes. He's fine. My boy Boucher has been playing pretty consistent minutes. Good point per minute guy. I think he sees on average low 20s minutes. He's probably my favorite play on Toronto. All right, Sacramento and Houston. So uh, another game that this game has shootout potential to teams that play fast. Very little defense. It's a matter of can this game stay competitive. I like the ceiling on Sabonis. I like the ceiling on Fox. If you're going to make me pick between the two, I, I give the edge to Sabonis at 10-3 over Fox at 9K. But both are, are decent plays. Barnes, Murray, Herter, all reasonably uh, priced in the mid-range. No standouts, though. Malik Monk feels a little bit pricey with Fox back. Not saying you can't play him, but... Um, I don't love the price point there. And that's kind of it. I mean, Trey Lyles will see rotation minutes. Davion Mitchell will see rotation minutes. Terrence Davis might see a little bit of run, but I would say mainly the top guys I'm looking to. On the Houston side, so my boy Shingoon been a little bit quiet of late. Did play 36 minutes last game, though, and the game blew out, so he would have put a little bit more. Um, almost had a triple-double one for 15-7-7. Seven and seven. I like him as a GPP play. We'll see what the ownership comes in on him. I don't think he'll be super popular. And then Jalen Green, it tilted me to start the game. He shot like one of eight in the first quarter. I was super, super tilted because he was my favorite GBP play of the slate last slate. Um, and it was looking like he just couldn't hit a shot. But thankfully, uh, he ended up smashing even in the blowout. Um, I think he's going to play 35 plus minutes. His floor plus ceiling do go up a bit when he plays the point guard. But he can still hurt you. He can still hurt you if he struggles with the shot. Um, the rest of Houston, Martin, Gordon, Jabari Smith are the other starters. They all kind of just feel like priced right. If you want to go to those guys as the last man in, that's fine. But like, there's no standouts there. I don't want to think I get to anyone off the bench. My boy Eason feels too pricey. Jay Sean Tate is 3-9. He'll play around 20 minutes. Yeah. I'd say mainly it's, it's Green and Shingoon. All right, Minnesota, Utah. So just so frustrating. Minnesota just loses by 70 tonight. Uh, yeah. This game should stay competitive, though. Uh, Ant, D'Lo. D'Lo got ejected last game, too. Uh, they should play close to 40 minutes. Um, I think both are solid GPP plays. Gobert is 6-7. Little revenge spot against his former team. I kind of like the price point in Gobert. That's scary to say, though. Now, Nas Reed started uh, the first half. He did not start the second half. So we'll see. Um, Torian Prince started the second half. Like I think Prince benefits the most with slow-mo out. So 3.3K Torian Prince if slow-mo is out again. I think makes are pretty good value. McDaniels is fine. If they start Nas Reed again, you can go to him for sure, but a uh, little bit uneasy about his minutes. Noel is always playable in tournaments, too. On the Utah side, uh, Vanderbilt status is up in the air. He is questionable. Markkinen's 9-3. He's, he's playable in tournaments. I don't love the price point. Clarkson and Conley, I think, are your safest bets. You should get around 30 minutes for both. Clarkson been consistently giving you around 30 fancy points. Kind of the same thing with Mike Conley, so... I think both guards are pretty safe here. Walker Kessler's kind of been up and down, but the ceiling is there for him. Minutes kind of been up and down as well. Oh, Linick, if there's no Vanderbilt, I'm fine playing him. He played 28 minutes last game. Reasonable value. Beasley and Sexton will see rotation minutes too. They're both fine at GPP plays. Dallas and the Clippers. This one's kind of tough to talk about for Dallas. I just don't know what's going to happen in this rotation. Luka's still out. Kyrie Irving is expected to play. I don't know if he's going to play full minutes though. Um, Christian Wood only played 19 minutes in his first game back. I just, this is a really hard team to break down. It's just going to come down to news for me. If there's like no limit at Kyrie Irving, then I'm okay playing him in tournaments at 10.6K, but I just, I don't know what this Dallas team is going to look like now. I don't know how many minutes Christian Wood can play. 
Hardaway feels a bit pricey. Josh Green had a big game last game, but again, now you have Kyrie back. I think Christian Wood plays a bit more. It's 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 hard for me to feel confident with anyone. If you feel like really good about one of these guys, I would say go for it. But right now, I think Dallas kind of a stay away for me. On the Clippers side, they're going to run a relatively tight rotation, but there's no real standouts. Kawhi, Paul George, both fine contrarian plays. Powell should see around 30 minutes on the bench, like his upside in tournaments. Zubach always in play for GBPs. He had a big game last game. I mean, he can go off any single day, so he's always someone in consideration. Marcus Morris got ejected last game. On average, he's going to play low 30s minutes. Um, man, Reggie, Batum, we're all going to see rotation minutes. I think Reggie would probably be my favorite of the bunch to take a shot on his minutes. Also, like over the last five games, he's played 20 plus minutes in four of the last five. So I think he's a viable tournament play. And finally, Golden State and Portland. This game looks pretty appealing. On the Golden State side, obviously Steph Curry's going to be out for a bit. I think Poole and Clay Thompson stand out as really good options. Um, Poole 7-1, I think will be, will be, again, one of the higher-owned plays of the slate. He should be about an 8 to 8.5K player without Steph Curry. So I still really like Poole. I think Clay Thompson's a good play. Obviously, he's going to get more shots up. He went for a 50-bomb last game. Draymond Green, role doesn't really change, but he's pretty safe. Should see low 30s minutes. Andrew Wiggins is 6K. He'll most likely see around 30 minutes. I think he's a, a fair option. Uh, and Steve Kerr just flat out lied. Like, he's just the biggest troll. He said, oh, going forward, Kevon Looney's going to be in the starting lineup. Starts Kaminga. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, what do you have to benefit from just flat out lying, bro? Like, Steve Kerr, you're just the, you're a loser. You're a loser. I hate Steve Kerr so much. Like, what, what, what's the benefit? What is the benefit of saying, Kavon Looney's going to start going forward. That's just a flat-out lie, because literally the very next game starts Kaminga. I just don't understand. I don't understand what he has to benefit to lie. He's the worst, man. He is the worst. So whoever starts with Looney or Kaminga, I think, is a decent value. DiVincenzo is going to see probably mid-20s minutes off the bench, just kind of a secondary last-piece-in guy. I'll mention Ty Jerome at 3-4. I think he's going to play 15 to 20 minutes. Close to the min price, yeah, he's he's playable. And then finally, Portland. Like the spot here for Portland, Dame. Wouldn't call him a priority, but I do like his upside in GPPs. The price point's not amazing at almost 11K, but you can get like that 60 bomb any single night from Dame. Simons, Grant, and Hart are all just kind of priced right to me. I think my favorite probably would be Hart since he's the cheapest, but if you want to go to Simons, you want to go to Grant, that's totally fine. Watford and Eubanks, they're going to split the center position. I'm going to prefer whoever is the lower-owned option of the two. So both are reasonable values. Not much else here. I mean, I guess you have the Gary Payton revenge spot, um, but he's kind of not been great for this team. I think he plays mid, mid-teens minutes. Jane Sharp will see some minutes off the bench, but there's no one off the bench I, I really feel good about for Portland. So that is going to do it for the video, guys. Really do appreciate all the support. Can't thank you guys enough, really. I love reading the comments section every single day. So um yeah, if you guys do enjoy it, make sure to like, subscribe to the notification bell. And uh, we'll see you all in the next video. Again, keep an eye out for the prize picks video. It should be up in the next few hours.